Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, at least the things that we care about, which is metal music and live music. I'm your host, Brian, and I'm joined by my other host, Karen. And today, what are we going to talk about, Karen? Today, we are going to talk about the Iron Maiden concert that we recently went to. Right, and this was the Legacy of the Beast tour here in Chicago at the United Center on October 5th, 2022. The openers for this were Within Temptation and Trivium, asterisks next to that. Lots of asterisks. Sure, yes, lots of <laughs> asterisks. Um, we like to we like to also when we we talk about the show like the over like the overview of this show where we talk about where it's at the date the venue we also like to talk about the the pricing that we paid for the tickets because for us that's very interesting to see especially over time as you see bands we've seen bands in multiple decades now uh three decades actually we've seen a few yes um it's very interesting for us to see the progression of ticket prices for those bands so it's just a fun thing we like to do and track this one's going to be a little different and we'll see why here in a second so we originally paid $144.50 for these tickets with $22.18 in fees and then a $1.93 in tax. So honestly, not horrible for fees. No, not bad. I mean. $150 a ticket. Yeah. And $23, $25 in fees and tax. Not yeah. bad at all. Not like We've seen somewhere we paid like, what, 40%? Yeah, yeah. Recently, like the Ghost concert was about 40%. <laughs> yeah, there were a few right around that time that were all around the same. Uh, and this is at the United Center, pretty big venue here in, in the city of Chicago. Right. Probably one of the biggest next to like maybe Soldier Field. Yeah, I'm sure that they're about comparable. Probably. Maybe even bigger. I don't know. I wonder if it is bigger. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in summertime, everybody goes to Soldier Field, not United Center. But at the same time, it's summertime. You want to be outside. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? However... You ended up buying these tickets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell a little story about you, your your experience buying these tickets? Yeah. So first of all, I don't buy tickets very often. Generally, you do that. Um, I think we had like a pre-sale code or something to buy these. And we did it. I'm pretty sure it was a pre-sale. I feel like it was too. Either yeah. If not, it was definitely the day of. Yeah. But um, you, I believe, were in a meeting. So I was like, oh, it's okay. I can do it. No big deal. Right. Pre-sale is typically, what, 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and there's, there's different varying pre-sales. I think some even go maybe earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but typically the ones I've been a part of, it's 10 a.m. on the Thursday. 10 a.m. then on Friday is the... General mission. Or general... Public, public sale. Yeah. 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 So either way, this is like 10 a.m. on a Thursday or Friday we're buying these. And, I mean, that's prime meeting time for people who work in, like shitty office jobs right yeah so us yeah yeah <laughs> uh, most of america i would yes, say yeah but um so yeah i went on the website and immediately clicked on floor because we pr- primarily see shows on floor on the floor we've seen a few in the seats but we enjoy the floor better um i did the whole i can't remember the whole process but i think you like pick your tickets and then i had to like enter my credit card number or enter the code or something and then um Anyways, by the time I got to check out, it said, your selection has been sold. And I'm like, okay, that's bullshit. Because I literally just clicked on this and just entered all this information. And I went back and sure enough, 
I could not select floor anymore to buy a ticket. It was like completely sold. It was out. completely sold. Well, it was like grayed out. It wouldn't let me select it. Gotcha. So I don't know if they only sold so many for like that pre-sale or I don't know what the whole situation was, but I couldn't get a ticket. So I'm pretty sure I probably started texting you like, yep. hey, I can't get tickets. And then so we decided to get seat tickets. Um, We looked up when we were there, but I think it we got row 105 seat. I think five, Reno five, five. Yeah. So section 105, row five. Yep. So we were directly behind the stage. Um, for Roger Waters, we were like the section over. Like 104. Yeah. 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 But so, still roughly, I think we were like row four there. So, I mean. It was about we the same. Pretty close to the edge of like the first seats, right? The yeah. first five rows of the seats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roger Waters, it was great seating for that concert. Definitely a, a concert that we felt like sitting in a seat is perfectly fine yeah. for this because similar to Rammstein to some extent, right? Rammstein, there's definitely, you want to be on the floor. Yeah, I wish we were on the floor. <laughs> but at the same time, like if you're in a seat, you can see the show yeah. and yeah. there's definitely a show aspect to this. Right. Right. So anyway, so we had those seats and then I don't even know when we bought these, like in December. No, uh, uh-uh. this was, or was this way last year? I think this was way, way like 2020, early 2020, I want to say. Really? I th- I feel like I was in an office when this happened. No, we were here. I w- we were in this. Were we in this building? Yes, we were in this um, apartment. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have it up. Let's find out. Yeah, December 8th, 2021 is when we bought those tickets. So we had seat tickets that we purchased in December 2021. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had seat tickets. And just to, like, comment on your experience, like, we, we bought these through Ticketmaster, these tickets originally. And I had a very similar experience when we were trying to buy, like, Rolling Stones tickets mm-hmm. at Soldier Field where you would select the seats you want. And it's kind of cool how I, I do really enjoy the UI of... um Ticketmaster, where you can zoom in and see the actual, they have little dots for every oh, right, seat. Right. So I like that you can see like what's an aisle seat, what like exactly what seats you're getting. Sure. The problem is as soon as you select two seats and then move your cursor over to hit like checkout, checkout, or I want these, I had the exact same issue of your tickets have been sold. Yeah. It's like what in the fuck is happening here? Yeah, I feel like I remember that from Rolling Stones. You're like. So I tried to buy good tickets and we couldn't get those. So now we're in the top Not even row. good tickets, like Better mediocre tickets. tickets. And we end up getting like shit fuck tickets. We're the top row, top seat, last seat. Very, yeah. You talk about nosebleeds. This was the literal last seat you could have in the stadium. Yes. Um, so it was a very similar experience that you had where you, I click these and I have them. Like you should then, the system should be smart enough. You would think like it's a fucking computer. We live in 2022. How have we not figured out this fucking problem already? Have they been selected? Exactly. And sometimes, I don't remember this happening, but sometimes you have like, oh, you've been selected. You now have two minutes to check out or you have like a countdown to check out. There was a lot of shit cut out probably because we just went on some random ass tangents. I don't know what we were talking about because it was a random ass tangent. But essentially what I was trying to say is... I've had that same experience where you try to go in and buy a ticket and then you think you have it, like you've selected your ticket, 
but somehow you haven't done the right thing to say, these are mine. And then get into that queue of being like, these are your tickets for the next eight minutes or whatever the time countdown is, which is very frustrating that by the time you select the tickets and it takes you to drive your cursor over to the select button, some other asshole. And I'm saying asshole because it's not a person. It's a goddamn bot. More yeah, than more anything. than likely it's a bot. And, or some scalper-ass fucking loser trying to do this shit. And they're gone, and you can't do that. So then it's like, fuck, all right, and you try to go find the next best seats. And I don't want to do select the best seat for me because the algorithm is probably like the best seat is the cheapest seat up at the top because it's the cheapest seat, and they classify best as cheap, where I would classify best as floor, then... Maybe not even the 100 section, but 200. Yeah. I don't even consider 100 those great of a seat. I don't because... You really can't see that much if you're standing. Or what you can see isn't significantly better for the price that you get for the 200 section. Right. So to me, it's floor, 200, 100, 300 is typically how I evaluate things. But then you also have the side of the stage, the back of the stage. Exactly. An angle of the stage. And we'll get to this because Bruce Dickens came out and he's like, I'm going to fucking hurt my neck staring at you assholes over here. Like, Like, why are you sitting over there? Yeah. And he didn't say those colorful words. It was much pleasant, much more pleasant. He's a Brit after all. Well, first of all, he's like, why are you sitting or why did you buy those seats? I'm going to hurt my neck. Yeah. Uh, Anywho, we'll get to that. So, I mean, all that to say, yeah, we, we bought these tickets. They weren't the floor seats we wanted. They kind of got, like, sniped under you and whatnot. Yeah, it was kind of like we wanted tickets, so we just bought tickets that came up. Yeah, and and it's also Iron Maiden. So it's we, – we talked earlier in a past episode about how Megadeth are the godfathers of metal or amongst the godfathers of metal, and, and that's true. I feel like that is true. Especially when you talk about thrash metal, right? They are one of the big four. So obviously, like, if you're in the big four, you are a godfather of metal. But before this, there was Iron Maiden. Before them was Iron Maiden, who were the founders. So fine, you have godfathers and you have the founding fathers. And Iron Maiden is a founding father of fucking metal. If you don't like them, if you don't care for the music, whatever... I feel like you have to respect the origin and the beginnings. And these guys are at the beginning. They are the ones that laid the foundation for the thing we love so much. And it has spanned so many generations, so many subgenres of metal. There's, you can trace your roots from almost anything back to one of the founding fathers. And Iron Fucking Maiden is one of those fathers, right? And we've never seen them. Right. I couldn't believe we hadn't seen them yet. And they're old as fuck. When did they cut? Like, when was the last time they were in the U.S.? I don't know the last time, but, like, they did a few Ozfests back when we were in high school. Okay. I know there was one Ozfest around the mid-2000s. I want to say 2005, 4, 6, one of those years. And, like, the Ozfest that year was fucking insane. And they were one of the headliners. And we, I didn't go, we didn't go, we didn't have friends who, like, that was when OzFest didn't go to, like, every town. Or they gave, they came to a lot of towns. They were, like, a big summer festival that traveled. Um, 
but it was nowhere near central Iowa outside of yeah. maybe Chicago. Well, yeah, but even getting to Chicago when you're 17 isn't the easiest thing. 17 working at Burger King, right? Yeah, right. I should say that. Yeah. We were making five fifteen an hour. So it's buy your ticket, buy your hotel, buy we, your gas. Well, neither, ho- one, neither one of us had a car that would make it. There's that too, right? <laughs> like From central Iowa to Chicago without breaking down. Right. And it's okay, if I gather all those funds, all those resources for myself, I now want to go with somebody else. Right. And now it's my friends need to do the exact same thing who are in the exact same situation I am. Right. And it just became like almost impossible to some extent. There are people out there who did it and I applaud them for doing it and I wish we would have been in that that sort of group that do it. And they and there are still people that do it to this day for they, all the summer festivals. Well, not even festivals, just going to a regular concert. Like, people have to do... You have to make sacrifices. Yeah, you have to, like, decide, am I going to spend a quarter of my paycheck to go see this concert? Yeah. I mean, we've been in that situation. Someday we might be back in that situation. Who knows? Right. I mean, right now we're pretty fortunate that we are able to see all these shows. That's, that's very true. Which is why I think we try to see as many shows as possible right now. Yes. <laughs> Make up for all that last time and, you know, try to So I mean, that's, get everything in. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, that's why we didn't see them in the past. Yeah. Also, uh, we'll skip over that. We'll get back to that um, point. So getting back to the ticket price, that's where this whole conversation started yes. to go 20 fucking minutes ago yes. around ticket prices. Yes. So we bought those tickets in December of 2021 for whatever price we said we paid for back then yep. and 20 f- minutes ago. 144.50. And then like 25 bucks in fees. Yes. We were disappointed we weren't seeing them on the floor. Right. But we're like, fuck it, we're in the seats. It'll be we'll just be happy to be there. We'll be able to say we saw Iron Maiden. And time went on. It's fine, it's fine. We're not going to be on the floor the place we want to be. We'll see Iron Maiden. Time went on, time went on. And by time, only like weeks, months, or a couple months, not much. Anywho. Yeah, like five months. Yeah, and again, like, fuck. We have to see them in the seats, for real. And every now and then we'd look at the secondary prices. Because once again, it's like sold fucking out. Instantly sold out. And eventually ticket prices started to stabilize, started to like level set. And we saw we could sell our seat tickets for a, a small profit a very very small profit where do you see the profit at all right so let's talk about that we sold our seat tickets for 320 dollars or 160 dollars each yep so when you think about that 160 dollars is less than or it's less than 144 plus 25 dollars exactly and selling them on secondary market this the company we sold them through takes money off of that So we lost money doing this. We did lose some money, yes, but not a whole lot of money, right? No, we maybe lost twenty bucks a ticket. Oh, probably more than that because already. So we bought them at three twenty for the two tickets for two floor. Or sorry, 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 sorry. We sold them for three twenty total for our two seat tickets, so one sixty each. Yeah, and then yeah, probably figure thirty percent. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna take. 
or what they take out of it. That's the other thing. We haven't got our money back. Like you sold them. Yeah. And it's like, you don't get your money back until seven days after the concert. Right. So we don't even, I mean, right now it's one day post concert. So we don't even have our money. Right. So, so I bet we get like one forty to one thirty a ticket. Yeah. I'm guessing one thirty a ticket. So we end up losing $25, Yeah, $25, uh, after the fees, $40. Yeah. 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 So about 40, 50 bucks a ticket. Oh yeah, that is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This isn't sounding too good. It's not. <laughs> and then once we sold our tickets, cause we wanted to sell our tickets first before buying floor tickets, Yeah. but we were able to sell our tickets for one sixty each before the shitheads took their top end profit off of it. And shitheads equal Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, Live Nation, you know, shithead people. Yeah, this is Ticketmaster. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we sold ours through StubHub. No, no, we bought them through StubHub. We bought them through StubHub. Yeah. Not much better. Also nope. kind of shitheads. Yeah, especially when you talk about that fee price that we paid. Right. So, <laughs> yes. This is a very dramatic for talking about ticket pricing. <laughs> well, it's kind of bullshit that we had to do this, right? Yeah. Like we wanted floor tickets, but shithead scalpers who are in the same business as the shithead secondary and monopoly ticket seller fucktards. Like there's, I, I fucking hate these people so I much. I know. Okay. So we, we bought GA. Once we sold the tickets, we bought the floor tickets, $145 a ticket. Cool. We sold our seat tickets for more than one sixty. Right for right, what like we're making fifteen bucks on that, not including what we originally paid for them. Yeah, don't talk about yeah all that. So uh, yeah, math right, and then but also there's thirty nine dollars and eleven cents on fees. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Which is more than we paid in fees for the original. Yeah, fifty cent less tickets. We paid one forty four fifty for the original tickets and spot we bought floor tickets for one forty five. Fifty cents more, but thirty nine dollars, seventeen dollars extra in fees yeah. than we originally paid. So we lost almost fifty dollars per ticket selling them. Which granted we could have been those people that are like, Oh, we're gonna sell them for double what we paid, but honestly we just wanted to buy floor tickets, so we aren't we aren't those scalpers, and right. we never have been. If we do sell tickets, we sell them for the price that everybody else is selling. We're not trying to make money no. on this. We're trying to recoup our costs. So we can buy more tickets. Yes. Yeah. It, and if we do sell them for a higher, higher price, all that money goes back into tickets. the next sh- two shows Yeah. that we want to go to. Yeah. And we're only selling tickets that we can't, like, we want to go this show. We can't go. Somebody fucking died, and now we have to go to a funeral, and we can't go to the show. Yeah. Or we bought tickets for our friends, and then they moved to Texas. So we need we have nobody to go with, so it, let's sell these tickets so they don't go to waste. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean. We've done that a few times where we've bought tickets hoping that people would go with us. They don't go. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's outrageous to me that the max you can buy is eight tickets. How many? Like, there are people... Very sociable people who have eight friends. I have like fucking four friends at most. Like, what? Like why do you think? Why do you think eight is the common number here? Clearly, it's for scalpers, right? Like, I think so. Yeah. This whole industry is catered to shitheads making money because they're shitheads. Yeah. 
I mean, I know that you can call the venue and tell them, hey, I need 15 tickets or whatever. Can you really? Yeah, you can. It's the same with, like, Disney. You can only make reservations for eight people, but then you call and then they can do whatever you need. Assuming they haven't sold out, though. Uh, so, yeah, it, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying, like, it's a sold-out show and now all of a sudden yeah, you need to make reservations. But, I mean... Or not reservations. You need yeah. to buy tickets. Sorry. I'm in Disney mind. But this, I think, has been like one of the first times we've done that, where we bought tickets, we're unhappy with the tickets we bought because we were unable to buy the tickets we wanted, and then had to like do this loop, the loop bullshit of sell our tickets first to make sure we get our, like, because the worst thing is buy floor tickets and then can't sell your seat tickets, right? Right. So now you're out, instead of being out 50 bucks, you're out. $400, right? Because you have those floor tickets you bought plus the seat tickets. Yeah. But we're out like 70 some dollars with these tickets. Yeah. So but I mean, anyways, let's get off the ticket thing. All that to say, like, that's, that's the whole journey of our getting tickets to this event. Yep. Thanks for listening for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. If you're still here, in two more stories, we'll get to the actual concert. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit. This isn't... It's a very shitty lead up to a, what I would say was a very phenomenal concert. So, you know, spoilers, I guess, for all those uh, people who want. If you think Iron Maiden's not an awesome concert. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know. We assumed, but yeah. So, night of the show. Uh, one of our pre-show traditions, especially for shows in Chicago especially big shows in Chicago, not all shows, but for the biggest shows and when we can make it most shows. Yeah. So every single avatar concert yeah. at house of blues, right? <laughs> That's a big show. We, we love that band. Um, one of our traditions and one of our, is to go to one of our absolute favorite restaurants in the city. And that is Kuma's Kuma's corner. Is Kuma, what it's actually called. Sure. Kuma's corner. I just call it Kuma's as I assume most people do. I don't know. But yeah, Kuma's Corner. Um, they've got two locations in the city proper. At least one burb now. They had more in the past. and Indiana. Indiana. And they've had, you know, in varying, like Denver used to have one too, apparently. Uh, but the point is, like, we always, and they had one in. On diversity. In diversity, which was my absolute favorite yeah. Kuma's. That just was 666 diversity. Right. It wasn't on a corner. Nope. But it was 666. Like, how is that not fucking metal as fuck, yeah. right? And they called it Kuma's 2. Kuma's, and I think it was the second one. Kuma's T-O-O. Like yep. Two, uh, yeah. Yeah, like Kuma's also. So, um, and, and that one shut down a while ago. Yeah. And that was right around the same time the West Loop location opened, or a little after. So West Loop opened, and then it was a little while later they shut down. And I always felt like, and I, I don't know, I haven't talked to anyone, I always felt like the ownership and management chose West Loop, because West Loop's a very kind of bougie area, definitely like a, a young a young Instagram-type people. Like, if you want to go take pictures of your food and shit that's where you go there's a lot of amazing restaurants also republicans there girl and the goat is that the name of the restaurant it's not republican it's just publican it's not i I thought i said that you said republican oh publican yeah publican (laughs) yes um 
Green Street meats. Like there's yep. so much quality, quality food. It's known as like like the um like the foodie area. Yeah. Right. Um, well, like Fulton. Uh, what's that? Fulton, Fulton District. Yeah, Fulton Market or whatever is like where all these restaurants are. Yeah. yeah. And so Kuma just Kuma's just seems like a a weird addition to this because you know the clientele of Kuma's is typically jeans, t-shirt, you know your metal heads, right? Yeah, when we walk through with our metal shirts on and everybody's in suits, suits or we look great, skimpy dresses, high heels, walking down cobble streets like. This woman's about to break her fucking leg or neck or something tripping on this shit. Um, It's definitely, it seems out of place. And I always felt that was a weird location for Kumos to be. And I felt like management chose to prioritize that location over Kumos 2. And it really frustrated me then when Kumos 2 closed. Now, just to say, you have no... Verification. This is just your. Oh, 100% no. This is my. This is my take from a loyal customer to Kumas too, just all of a sudden closing, and for the most part on the weekends it was definitely packed every time we. Oh yeah, yeah. We waited a long time sometimes. Monday through Friday, maybe not so much. I went in a couple times for lunch when I was like working from home because we used to live up that way. It was dead. I was the only fucking person in there, right, on like a lunch hour, so. I could see them saying business was shitty on weekdays. Then toward the end, they also did, we're not going to be open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. We're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. 4 p.m. to midnight or whatever it was. Yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. So I could see that as a rationale. And honestly, that's probably what the the actual explanation was. But I I felt personally hurt when they closed that down. Because to me, that was the best location. The name was awesome, Kuma Six Six Six. I didn't even call it Kuma's Two. It was Kuma Six Six Six. Yeah. Um. The food was always so much superior than yeah, any other it location. It was really good. Their their chef there was really good. I'm saying chef. I don't know if they were really a chef or yeah. a cook, but it was always superb. And the waitress wait staff was awesome. Top like, notch. They always. obviously knew us, or a couple of them knew us because we. One time, I think we went four times in seven days. Yeah, and we even left like, we left like a twenty percent tip plus a box of Thin Mints one time because yeah. they were the Girl Scouts, and the waitress said something like, "Oh my god, I want Thin Mints." Yeah. Um. So I've always felt kind of I've always looked down on West Loop Kumas, and now we live pretty close to West Loop, like closest to this to West Loop than we have ever lived. So this is the Kumas we always go to now. The only two, like I said, in the city now are the original Kumas Corner up in Belmont, on Belmont, and West Loop. I wouldn't say we live close to West Loop. We live convenient to West Loop because of the Because of this line. public transit. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. fair. That's definitely yeah. fair. Um, and we've had mixed experiences there. Like I said, so the reason I loved Kumas from the beginning was not only was it a metal-themed bar, but Metallica, my favorite band, had a sandwich on there. And so with the sandwiches, you can change out the protein and all of that. And one of the proteins you get is chicken tenders instead of like a burger patty. So the Metallica was with chicken tenders, chicken tenders, bacon, buffalo sauce, blue cheese dressing. Blue cheese dressing. And when we first found Kumas too. 
that was the only buffalo chicken sandwich I had found in the city. And I had been craving that forever since moving to, from, from Iowa. And I fell in love. I don't get the blue cheese. I had pepper jack, blah, 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 whatever. But whatever. Essentially, it's a buffalo chicken sandwich, which is fucking killer. The fries are awesome. The ketchup is awesome. Phenomenal. Go to Kuma, and they, they would douse that shit in fucking Yeah, buffalo. they used to, like, drench the tenders in buffalo and then put them on the sandwich. Almost, like, tossed, right? Yeah, like, tossed it so up. good. Yeah. When we started going to West Loop, it was chicken tenders drizzled lightly with buffalo. And I was like, you motherfuckers, again, are cost savings here. I think it's the aesthetics. Maybe. Of drizzled buffalo on top and not Also, you buffalo. the bougie fuckers who go to the normal restaurants there don't want to get dirty, right? They don't want to get their, like, they don't want to get their hands dirty. Anywho, all that to say, we love going to Kuma's before restaurants, right? That's the Before burger. concerts. Not, yes, yes, before concerts we love going to kumas and this time we show up it's what we get there 6 30 ish uh we left no no it was way before that because we left here at 5 30 something okay five, yeah 5 30 something i think i think we were getting on the train at 5 50 all right so, so we'll say we'll get there but we got there what 6 10 6 15 yeah at the latest at the latest yeah show up go through we Go in. The hostess is super nice, super awesome, like they always are. Uh, talks to the first guy in front of us. Like, it's going to be, you know, 10, 15 minute wait. I thought that was to get in the door. That's what I thought, too. And I look around. There's like, there's so many tables open. Uh, and she takes them and seats them right away. Comes back to us. Two, please, outside. Oh, just so you know, we're a little busy. It's going to be about 10 to 15 minutes before you get served. Not sat, but served. Like, well, that's fine. We can, we'll do this. We have plenty of time. Sits us down. Quickly becomes apparent that there's one waitress for the entire fucking restaurant. Yep, inside and outside. Right. So you have the hostess, the busboy, the bartender. I think there may have only been one expediter, maybe two. Yeah. And the one waitress. I think there's two expediters. Yeah. And one waitress. And then obviously the kitchen staff. And it was boom, 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 boom. Like four tables got sat at the exact same time. Yep. And it was, no, five tables. Because it was a table, uh, two tables, or three tables of two. Because the guy in front of us, the people behind us. So three tables of two. And then there was a t- um, table of four and a table of three. Yeah. All within five minutes. And on top of that, there's already tables that have been sitting down for a yes. while. Yeah. And... Like, it, it quickly became apparent that, like, they're just drastically understaffed for how busy they are. Yeah, they were all drowning. And, well, one person yeah, that's true. was drowning. Yeah, the unfortunately only one person was, yes. And this is, what, a Wednesday night? Yep, Wednesday night. So, I get it. Wednesday nights, they're not that busy, typically, I would assume. So, you know, you know what business you're expecting. You want to staff accordingly. You don't want to overstaff. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're trying to maximize profit, all that bullshit. So I get that. But still, like, how? How are you this understaffed tonight of all nights? And it brought flashbacks to just before Lala. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, we had found out that, like, maybe a month before, it was actually advertised from Kuma's 
I think that um, Tritalica, which is the Chicago Metallica chapter. Oh, uh, yeah, like the fan that. club the chapter. Fan, yeah, okay, fan club. Um, but they just call themselves Tritalica for Chicago Metallica. Um, was going to do like a pre-show event at Kuma's West Loop. Pre-show for Lala. Pre-show for Lala, excuse me, yes. Because um, on Thursday night, Metallica headlined Lala. So this was on also a Wednesday night. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, yeah, it is funny that they're both on Wednesday nights. Because it's very similar circumstances, yes. too. Yep. So we get there a little late. Because I think it, I don't know what time it started. I don't even want to give times, but we did show up late. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we showed up like 20, 30 minutes late. It is fucking packed, packed outside, packed inside. And we sit down and like, it's not nor- like normally if you go to Kuma's, they're really good at like bringing you waters. Um, we didn't even have menus because they like the QR codes. Yeah. Well, they didn't really sit, seat us. They were like, oh, we had Metallica shirts on. So they're like, oh, you're with Metallica. They're kind of in the center area. So we just sat down. But generally, they bring you waters. You have your menus. They're pretty quick at coming over and saying, like, what do you want to eat? Or what do you want to drink? And are you ready to order? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and we sat there that night, I think, for 40 minutes before anybody even, like, talked to us. Or before she even acknowledged it, like, hey, you're next sort of thing. Um, and the table next to us was like, yeah, we waited a long time, too. They were there for a while. Because the other thing they were promoted was, like, this is not only for the pre-show for the Lala show, and not only is it the chapter meetup for Metallica, mm-hmm. but they were also giving a bunch of raffle Yeah, away. that was part of the, like, yeah. pre-show event. But yeah. the thing is, like, if you bought a Metallica, if you got this, <gasps> right. if you got this. right. So it's like one of those, like one of them was like drinks or something. Like yeah. if you got the custom cocktail that fire, was black fuel or fire or something, yeah. you got an extra ticket for the raffle. Yeah. So it's like one of those things. Like, oh, if I would have been sat right away and offered a drink, I would have had like four or five of those drinks to get the raffle tickets, type thing. But at the same time, we were sat right away. We sure. were served right away. Yes. <laughs> but anyways. How that whole night, or, like, when the waitress finally came to our table, um, we were very polite to her. She was very polite to us. She apologized. But she mentioned, one, this was her first night alone, or like, by herself, or, like, without a shadow. Because um, she normally did day daytime. shift. Yep. Yes. So, not only is it her first night, but she's the only fucking waitress there. And it's, like, I think I, I might have been smart at that point. Because sometimes things just come out of my mouth and I was like, oh, really? Was this not planned? Like, this event we found out about a month before because they had a sign up at Kuma's. Right. Clearly, this has been heavily, maybe not heavily, but like... They knew about it. Advertised more than normal. Like, there's yeah. flyers in the bathroom. There's flyers on the door. Because we went... I think we went a few days earlier for my birthday. One day earlier. One day earlier. And, they, and we saw a sign up there. Yeah. So we assumed that, I guess, the sign was up more than one day yeah well and also kuma's on instagram shared that they were going to do it like come join chitalica and they did at both locations yes. kuma's the original and this west loop yeah exactly so it's like how do you not <laughs> how do you advertise something and not prepare for that you're gonna have people here right like and it wasn't just chitalica i mean I, like we were in the middle but outside was 
just normal just people regular wanting, patrons yeah. that just wanted fucking dinner. Like, they didn't come for the Shitalica thing. Right. Which was the exact same thing that happened yes. last night for yeah. Iron Maiden, right? Yeah. It's, I hope you say what the waitress said. I Yeah, it's <laughs> on here. We'll get to that. Well, let's get to it because we've been talking for an hour, All for right. 45 minutes, and we haven't even got to the concert, so... Like I said, it's going to be a big build-up, a shitty build-up for a great concert. And yeah, like, put our order in, never got my drinks, had to go to the bar to get that, blah, 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 bitch about that all you want. Slow to get out, slow to service, like, bottlenecks all over the place, one server. And you had mentioned this uh, a little before, about as soon as we can, get our bill so we can pay so we can leave right away. Yeah. And I like to get a drink when I sit, first sit down and then get another drink when my food comes. And clearly that wasn't going to happen tonight. And the table next to us was a guy and two of his friends. And the woman that was there with him was like, she walked by. She's like, hey, when you get a sec, could we get our bill while we wait for it? Because she came out and she's like, your food's coming right out. I'm sorry, it's going to be right out. And she was like, yeah, um... That's fine and all, but can we get our check as soon as possible? Because he's got a he's got a concert to go to. He's wearing like an Iron Maiden shirt, right? And then I piped up and I was like, "Could we do the same thing, please?" Because at that time we were fearing that our food got lost. Yeah, we honestly didn't think our order ever got in because you never got your beer and nobody was coming out and people were getting food around us. Yeah, and, and I was just like, when she came out and took our order, she had like eight pieces. Yes. She did like eight tables around us. Yeah. So it's like, it's easy to lose one slip of paper yeah. or get it messed up or something. Yeah. Right. So that was just adding to the frustration. But then she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll one second. I'll go ahead and take care of that. As soon as they're done. And I think they said something like, you're really busy tonight. Or you're like, you're the only one or something along those lines. But from what I remember her quote being is, yeah, we had no idea about the show, like referring to the Iron Maiden show. And it's like, how in the fucking world did you not know? Right. A, you're a goddamn metal-themed bar. Iron Maiden is metal. B, you have a fucking Iron Maiden on your fucking menu. <laughs> the biggest fucking thing, right? Like, one of your key sandwiches is Iron Goddamn Fucking Maiden. Yeah. So clearly you like Iron Goddamn Maiden. And you're one L-line stop away from the venue. The venue, right. Like, (laughs) we could not believe when, like, I think we both laughed maybe or shook our heads or something when we heard that. Because I'm just like. How do you fucking not know you're going to be busy before the goddamn concert? Okay, like, we don't run a restaurant. We've worked in restaurants, but we haven't ran a restaurant. But I would think if you're a restaurant that's that themed, you would be looking for every single metal show coming. Promote that. Yes. Like they did with Chitalica and Metallica. Like, have a promotion. Have, well, I mean, except for have more waitresses there. Promote it, but don't fucking staff yeah. up. Yeah. Like, have the wait staff and have patron, or, you know, so that your patrons get served. But, like, you would think that they would mo- monopolize on this and be like, you know, Iron Maiden's coming. Hey, if you buy an Iron Maiden, you get a free beer or... I didn't even fucking think about that. Because they even sell, like, the Iron Maiden beer. Yeah. Oh, they could. Yeah. Like, the Iron Maiden special. Like, the show special. Yeah. For... That's like, what? For 20 bucks, you get a beer and a burger. 
and the burger's normally 20 bucks. Like, yeah. fucking, how is the, I didn't even fucking think of that. Like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. And you can't tell me nobody at that restaurant knew that Iron Maiden wasn't coming. Oh, no, I, I clearly believe nobody had a fucking clue what was going on. I think it's... Because clearly if they gave a shit about fucking Iron Maiden, they would have, like, staffed up for this shit. I... This is my favorite restaurant. We haven't even... And we've talked a lot. They fucking changed my favorite burger by throwing goddamn fucking onion rings on it. Yeah. And they bring it out to us after we were sitting there thinking... They brought my food out, not they yours. They did. They only brought your food. And he was like, oh, uh, Metallica. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not a Metallica. Yeah, that's not a Metallica because it's one of these fucking string cheese motherfucking things on there. And also. String onions. Whatever. Also, we ordered two fucking meals. Yeah. I think he asked, like, are you sharing that? And I I think I banged on the table. I'm like, no, I ordered food. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, that's coming out. It's up right now. It's like, like then why are you asking one? Right. So. First of all, we're really, really nice people when we go to restaurants. We're never the people who are complaining about anything. We never even, like, last, the time before this that we went, our food took fucking forever as well. I think they messed up something. They ended up discounting us. We were like, you don't have to discount us. Like, it's fine. Like, we were having a great night. We had no show to go to, so it was fine. And we're sympathetic. We, we've worked in these positions. Yes. We know what they're going yes. through. Like, 100%. Shit happens, and somebody, yeah. some fucking dipshit yelling at the server or oh, bitching. Yeah. Yeah. That does nothing, you assholes. Right. Do you not understand that First does all, nothing? You bitching. So there was one gentleman who was, uh, I said gentleman. There was one person, one guy, one person, whatever, who was bitching at every single person. The water, the guy that brought water, the person that brought out a salad, the person that brought out their actual food, and then finally the waitress. And every single person had a earful about how unacceptable this is. First of all, just doing that, it's okay to like, if you have an actual problem. But first of all, we all are fucking waiting, not just you. And also, now you're taking time away from those people from actually serving other people. Because they have to listen to you bitch about it. Yeah. Like, for me, hitting the table, I would be like, no, I ordered food. Like... That was that's like the peak of our frustration. Yeah, and then we're just like we eat our food and then we leave because we already paid. And we still left a, I felt like a decent tip. I think it was like eighteen yeah. percent or something. I didn't we even did. want to do that like, because well, my whole thing is it's not her fault or it's not her fault that they didn't have somebody else come. Agreed, it's, it's not. management's fault. Yeah, that they didn't have more people. And even if somebody called in or didn't show up or something. Get on the fucking phone or get your ass here and work yourself. Yeah. Like. Exactly. And I mean. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could have went better. And like I said, this is hands down my favorite restaurant in this city. Right. And this city is known for amazing food. This is not amazing food by any means. This no. isn't winning a fucking Michelin star. It's or, a burger with soggy french fries. Yeah, <laughs> but it tastes so fucking good. And it's it's the food I like. It's the food I care about. But there's... And the atmosphere is what I care about. But at the same time, there's nothing stopping somebody else from doing the same thing. Right. Something like The Lockdown, who's no longer a restaurant, 
or I don't fucking know, Reggie's, right? Like, what you have, Kumas, isn't fucking unique. But I love the restaurant, and I don't know, like, it's it's frustrating when this happens, right? It's the thing I tell people about, is like, what restaurant should we go to? And it's Kumas. Kumas is what I say. But like the Shy Talaka event, this event, a few other times, especially at this location. Yeah, it's this location. Because yeah. when we go to Schaumburg, it's fine. Schaumburg is fucking awesome. Yeah. We've been to... The last time we went to Schaumburg, best service at any Kuma since Kuma's too. Best service and best food yes. at any Kuma. Like, yes. So I don't understand what it is. Maybe it's this bougie location you're trying to shoehorn yourself into and you... We... we as a community, metal community, just don't fit with these with these people. I don't. I mean, yes, we're on Stranger Things. Yay <laughs> us! We're not fucking mainstream yet, and I don't. I don't know. I. Yeah. It, it frustrates me so much, and we're so convenient to it. This is the com- most convenient we've been to Akuma since Kumas too. Yes. And I mean, all this to say, we showed up. What we say, like six fifteen ish. Yeah. We left at 7.45. 7.45, yeah. An hour and a half later, one drink, two meals Yep. later. That we, I left half my food there so we could leave. I think you left your half, half your food there. Yeah. So we could leave. What time did the fucking concert start? 7.30. We left 15 minutes into the fucking concert to see this. We knew we weren't getting in there at doors. Like, we right. accepted that. Right. But we also thought... We would be there before seven fucking thirty. We show up like maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, it's what like ten minutes from, like the Uber ride was what like ten minutes. The Uber ride was ten minutes. It's an eighteen minute trip if you take public transit. Yeah, yeah. like we we should have been there, right? Yeah. And I think that added to our frustration as well is we left fifteen minutes after the show started, and it was like fuck this shit. Like, I think we got our food about 7.25. Yeah. And I knew, I mean, you're a slow eater. And I knew, I was like, it's going to be 30 minutes before we even finish our food. Granted, we didn't finish our food. We just left. But. Yeah, I mean, so then we, we, while we're waiting for our fucking food to show up, or my fucking drink to show up, that I had to go get myself. And even the bartender's like, oh, I didn't even know that was put in. Like, whatever. We made peace with we're going to miss the opener. So we're missing Within Temptation. Not a band we've ever heard of, or at least I haven't ever heard of. No, I haven't. We love openers because that's how we find out about so much great music. All I would say not all, but 80 to 90% of the music that we love, especially this last year. Came from openers, I would say. New music, yeah. And that's how you find about out yeah. about it, right? We've talked about this in the past, that in high school, it was that communication with your friends group and whatnot. And now it's just, you go to the concert and you learn about new music. So we made peace with, we're going to miss Within Temptation. We're not going to learn about them. But it was okay. We expected to see Trivium. We're going to see Trivium here in a in a week or so when they're here at Chicago doing their own headlining tour. But we love, love, I would say I love Trivium. They're so good. I, honestly, I enjoy Trivium a lot. And 
Like, I remember Line Fest, and I was, like, singing along, fist pumping in line. In fucking line. <laughs> yes. So it was like, and I remember eventually we get on the floor still thinking Trivium's going to be there. No, but before we even do that, we look at merch. All right, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, all right, cool. So I think we need it. Because we missed, um, what was it? Within Temptations. Within we didn't, Temptations. We didn't necessarily miss all of them. We heard. We walked, so we, we get to the venue. We get our Uber, we get to the venue. Go up to the front door, the first door that we we see that we can go into, um, and you didn't notice, I don't think, but I noticed that as we're walking through the doors past the uh, metal detectors, there's people walking towards us through the opposite metal detector. No, I noticed that. I just didn't know what they were doing. And I thought I heard them say something about blah 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 GA blah 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 blah. And I was like, fuck, we have GA. So like, whatever, we're going to go. Th- there was no line. We went through the metal detector. I get up to the guy and it's like, pull up my ticket and put it in front of him to like scan. And I was like, so I can get to GA from here, right? And he like, not even scans it. He like quickly pulls it back. And he's like, I'm sorry, you, you can't, you can't go to the GA from here. I was like, oh, where do I have to go? Because there was no signs or anything, right? And he's like, you, you basically have to go to that door right behind me. And you look straight through him, and you're basically in a lobby. There's a big Michael Jordan statue because, you know, United Center, Michael Jordan's God. Um, and there's another set of doors with with the same setup, right? And it's like, oh, I just have to go right there? He's like, yep. And it's like, so I just can't quickly run across there to that door. He's like, you can't. You have to walk all the way around the building. Cool, whatever, not your fault. Let's just go ahead and do it. Go out, follow it. More people are following us because they did the exact same thing. Well, we ended up finding those other guys that yes. left right in front of us. Because they went through that same door that that guy just said to go through, and then we were walking through yep. as well. Yep. And they walk out. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, not angrily. Like, like, I don't think we got in the door, but we saw them come back out, and you're like, that's not GA? Because <laughs> they said the same thing. Again. It's like They're like, what the fuck? There's no GA? And... I asked him, like, so, GA, you can't get through there? I'm like, no, you have to go down this way. I'm like, oh. So we start following them, and we're all saying the same thing. Like, it would have been nice for a goddamn sign. I think you said that multiple yeah, times. I did. It's frustrating me this year because we've been to multiple concerts. I think it started with the 40th last year for Metallica. That there was, at, we wait, I mean, Metallica is a different story. We should probably talk about it sometime, but... Again, we waited in the general admission line for a long time. That was a long line. And then we get all the way through security, get to the door, and then they're like, oh, we can't scan you in. You actually need to be at that door right there. But even though you just went through security, you have to now go to the end of the GA line and go through security again. Right, because the line was like right next to it. So it was like, yeah. We can't let you cut. It's like, what the fuck do you mean cut? We didn't cut. We waited for over an hour and in that, this line. And that line was like four people deep. Yes. So, yeah, not a huge burden on us to wait for more people. But at the same time, it's no, like... No, it was longer than four people. Uh, but a lot shorter than the hour we waited. Right. But it's still the point of... Yep. Do you know what? A little teeny tiny sign would have helped to say this is GA. Or somebody to say it. Not to get off on a tangent, but also the next night for the second show, <laughs> did you notice? There was somebody. There was somebody saying. saying constantly, like, this is GA. Like, and then, like, oh, if you're GA, you need to go over here. So they obviously learned that. 
same it's thing with upheaval. The yeah. first day, yeah. nobody. Second day, there's somebody. VIP this way. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyways, the logistics. Like, I don't. Mm. I think the whole thing was like GA yeah. had to go through like the tunnel, like where the players come out. So they did do that this time, right? Like, eventually, we found the door we needed to go through. Um, and you're absolutely right. It, I don't know if it was a tunnel the players go out, but it. Well, anyway, I've never seen a game. There, yeah, but. but it felt sort of like a loading dock almost that you can like drag. Okay. But it went straight from the parking lot into this door, and then you went straight to the floor. Right. First time we've ever, outside of the Roach Center, the Rush Rush Center, that you go straight from into the floor. Typically, you're like, you come in at level, ground level, and then go down the steps onto the floor, which you could do that here too, but this particular instance they were funneling everybody into. So you got your wristband. You got your wristband, you went straight onto the back of the floor. Yep. Which was, honestly, I kind of enjoyed that experience of getting in. Of being right there on the floor. I just wish I would have known that going in, that that's how I had to get in instead of wasting all this time going door to door to door. Yeah. But the first band was on. They had been on for... By this time, what? 20 minutes. 20, 25 minutes? Yeah, they were almost done. Their set's almost fucking over. You don't get more than 30 minutes as an opener. If you're lucky, right? So we're like, fuck this. We're not going to see the band. Let's just go find merch real quick. While everybody's sitting here watching the band. Because there were so fucking many people already on the floor, I felt like. As well as in the seats. The place almost felt completely sold out for the opener, I felt like. I don't know what your thoughts were. Yeah, there was a lot of people there already. I mean, it wasn't like a show that we're used to going to, and maybe it was because it was Iron Maiden, but we're used to going, and even if you show up 20 minutes late, like, there's still people who are showing up an hour and a half late. Like, we're saying late, like, past the concert starting. Yeah, for us, late is after the concert starts. Yeah. Like, because, like we said, we care about the openers. We want to learn new music, see new acts. A, a lot of people, like, I paid money to see Iron Maiden. I just want to see Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we expected. But no, it was fucking packed already. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, the only other time I remember it being, walking in and being shocked was um, Apocalyptica and Lacuna Coil. Oh, right. That was packed. Like, we walked in before Lacuna Coil, like, 20 minutes before. Yeah. And it was House of Blues, and it was yeah. unbelievably packed yeah. before a band started. Typically, right. it's not like that when no, we've been there. No, no. We normally stand, like, what is, I don't even know, but, like, on the right side. So, stage left. Like, pretty close to the stage. That's our normal spot. Normal spot at House of Blues. And when we got there, we couldn't even get past the bar. Like, we were up. At the top. Yeah, we were up by the downstage. So, yep. I mean, it felt like that to me. And I walked in and, and I instantly get on the floor, find the first exit up the stairs yep. and start going that way. Because, like, we're not going to see this band. We're not going to enjoy it. We're clearly not getting close to the stage. Let's just fucking go get merch real quick. So we walk up there. And luckily, right as soon as we walk up there, there's a merch. So we just get in line for merch. Get our shirt real quick. It's kind of a clusterfuck. Because oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't get to the shirt part yet. Okay. Okay. So we get in line for merch. And I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, this is only Iron Maiden merch. 
I was like, where's the Trivium merch? Yep, yep. And then we're like, oh, no, no, this is only Iron Maiden. Trivium must be down the way because we see, like, more merch down the way. And or down the line. And we've been to festivals like that or shows like that before where they split up the bands. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but then I noticed that there's two shirts that are within, sorry. Within Temptation. Within Temptation. We didn't see them, so it's not in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw two shirts that were within Temptation. And I was like, well, they're... Th- those shirts are there. So maybe Trivium does have their, I mean, they're a big band. So I was like, maybe they have their own booth. Um, so that was the first time that I was like, Trivium shirts aren't here. Yeah. And like what's going on? So then we get our shirt. Yeah. And it was also kind of a clusterfuck getting shirts, right? Where it was sort of this blocked off square. Yeah. But there were eight lines and you had to sort of like realize like, oh, I can just walk down behind everybody to yeah. get in a different line. And they weren't, Real lines. It was like self-imposed lines, yes. definitely. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it was definitely in that line that you pointed out. Like we were, yeah. Oh yeah. wait, I because at first you're like, I don't see any Trivium stuff, and I was like, oh, it's all Iron Maiden. This is all Iron Maiden. They're the headliner. Trivium has their own. Like because once again we've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, then the like thing that I just said. Yeah, and then like four people later, you're like. Are you sure, Brian? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, of course I am. It's like, then if that's the case, why is within temptation here? And the the instant thing I went in my head was like, give her an answer, give her an answer. Oh, they're the first opener. Of course you're gonna put them with the the headliner. And Trivium's they're big enough, they can have their own stage. Like, look, look right down there. There's another booth with shirts. That that's Trivium. And we walked down to that booth after we got our shirt, and was it Trivium? No, it was the same exact merch. The exact same merch <laughs> with a little bit of a shorter line, I'd say. It, there was one line and it might have been shorter. Yeah. So it was more controlled. It more, yes, more controlled. Yes. And we ended up doing a giant circle around the stadium again, uh, which you can't do apparently at all stadiums, but here they let you do the loop completely around. Yeah, sure. I didn't know anything. There were so many people. I didn't know yeah, anything. No, there were so, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think I get a beer and then we walk down to the floor, find a nice little spot. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll hang here for trivium. It'll be fine. And we're standing there. Well, I, I wanted, you wanted to keep walking. And I was like, we need to get down there because it's almost 830 and trivium's going to go on at 830 yeah. because with temptation started at 730, they did the stage setup, And I was like, they're going to go on at 830. And then Iron is going to go on at 930. Like yeah. I just had this figured out. Yeah. So I was like, we need to get down there. And, and we get down there and get our spots and we just sort of like hang out. We're looking, I'm looking around and I notice the crowd is a lot older. Not necessarily that I would expect, but at the same time, like we've been to Metallica shows and the crowd there is also old. Like these are, these are people growing up on the music and yeah. loving the music and they're like, fuck it. Let's go see them again. Let's relive our young age. Like let's, not only relive our youth, but like this music is still fucking awesome. Let's go see a great show tonight. And I remember standing there looking around like Trivium does the slip, not spit it out, get on your knees thing. I'm not far behind these people, but let's see how these geriatrics fucks do getting on their What are you going to be like when you're geriatric? Oh, I'm going to be just as bad, right? <laughs> you already are. You can't. I can't move without like bones popping and cracking, right? But it, it made me smile and think like, oh, these people are in for a treat tonight. 
and I can't wait until I'm their age and the new youth band comes up with their loud, energetic, youthful music and just try to get me to do like body movements, like <laughs> raise your hand. Like, I can't. I can't raise my I hand. can barely pick my nose. I have to like move my head down. Like it, it made me smile to think about like not only these people doing that, but me in 20 years coming back and doing exactly what these guys are <laughs> living my youth living this best like my my music but then being exposed to the children's the youth music like these youth they don't, they ain't not knowing what music is like like it it brought so much joy in my heart with that thought well i think while you were having your joy i was having a realization that there was no fucking trivia. That there was no fuck. I started scouring, and I found like the Iron Maiden website, and it was like, oh, special guest within Temptation. And then like, I think then I texted you because we were like not wanting or we couldn't like talk or whatever. And I was like, I don't think trivia is gonna be here. And then we start just looking and looking, and then we're like, well, they were they're touring, but they don't have a tour date for the fifth. Right, because their tour started, I think. On the second. Yes, on the second. So they did like two, four, and six were their shows in October. Yeah. So clearly nothing in the fourth. They're coming back to Chicago on the 12th. And I swear to fucking God, when we bought these tickets, it was Trivium was going to be there. Yeah. I don't remember any asterisks whatsoever. Right. And I was so excited. It's like, I fucking love Trivium. Iron Maiden I've never seen. I like their music a lot. This is going to be an amazing show. And to be honest, I went for Trivium. And then I was like, but then I'll just watch Iron Maiden as well. Yeah. Because I don't know very many Iron Maiden songs. I mean, no surprise. I mean, I've heard them because you've listened to them or I've heard them around. But it's not, it's, I don't even think I listened to one Iron Maiden song this year. Like, it's not in my playlist. Um, and Trivium is. And I wanted to see Trivium because last time we saw them, we we're standing in line and didn't really get to see them. Yeah, and I mean... Oh, wait, did we see them at Hogsfest? No. No, they were with, uh, the, like, two days later at um, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium. Okay, so we have seen them yeah. this year. Okay, anyways. That's so story. that was the other thing, right, is we've talked about bands who open and then do headlining shows also. Lamb of God's an example of this. We talked about that when we saw the Lamb of God show. There's a podcast, I believe, about I that. I think Megadeth is like this, where they're an opener sometimes, plus <laughs> they do their own show. Yeah, now. But I mean... This year? Yeah, this year. Anyway, that uh, but was a it's, joke. It's, it's, I know what you're saying. I it's was fun joking. to see the difference in how they act. Yes. And I was, yeah. I was super excited to see, with very close, like a week apart, right? Yes, yeah. To see... How they, what songs they chose to play and what they chose to do. Yeah. So, like, I know they do the get on your fucking knees thing. Are they going to do that at Megadeth? Or, sorry, sorry. Are they, they did it at Megadeth. Are they going to do that at Iron Maiden? Iron Maiden? Or are they going to skip over that and do it at their own show? So, I was excited to see that as well. But, yeah, we, we scoured fucking trains. It's okay. Everybody... We live by a train track. We live by a police station. We live in Chicago. We have noises. There's lots of noises. 
Sometimes our neighbor just has their TV on. So I Oh, mean, and our other neighbor's fire alarm's going off. This so. weekend, right. <laughs> uh, so I, I was excited for all of that. But yeah, like you said, we started to get doubts. You, you a lot sooner than yes, I did. Yes, yeah. I, as soon as I saw merch, that's when I think the first thought in my head was like, there's no merch here. To me, it was we walked around the entire venue because we ended up going back down the same stairs we walked up, um, and we didn't see any merch. And I was like, "Is that when you?" I I thought it after we saw the second Iron Maiden merch, and I was like, "I I started to think about it, but then I was like, there's a lot of people. I wasn't looking at everything closely. I was trying to walk without running into people. There's a possibility I missed something." Was my thought. I mean, I was still like, we need to get down there because they're going to start. Yeah. I, like, was, I, was, I was still in denial of like, no, they're going to be here. They're yeah. going to be here. They're going to have to be here. I swear to God, they're going to be here. But yeah, I mean, we got down there, like you said, you were more skeptical than I was. And we started looking at the trivium. And I was like, no, see, they, they don't have a show tonight. So therefore, they're going to be here. They don't have a show on, on their personal tour but then you pull up their webpage. Where are they going to be? Nothing was listed. Um, so I started going to like their Instagram, Iron Maiden's Instagram. I was like, you have to announce this stuff. Because the same fucking thing happened just a few weeks ago with Ghost and um, Mastodon. Mastodon. Where it's like, I swear to fucking God when I bought the tickets. I'm going to start taking screenshots of this. You should. Because you should. I, I think they change it. I think so too because... We finally found, or I finally found, we find, I don't know who found it, but um, like a tour poster that's like World of the Beast or something. What is it? Like Legend of the Beast Le- World Legacy Tour? Legacy of the Beast. Okay. Legacy of the Beast World Tour. And then at the bottom, it says it has both Within Temptation and Trivium. With special guests. Yeah. And then it just has like a little star, like special guests. So how I read that is every show is going to have Within Temptation and Trivium, because it oh, says, spe- yeah. with special guests. And then just like, with, and then asterisks. Yeah. It's, because typically it's the asterisk next to the band or cross or whatever yeah. symbol they want to use. Yeah. Like, we were talking about it, like, um, I think possibly um, the ghost one came uh, came up that it was like that. And then you mentioned during Lamb of God that we recently saw. It's just weird that these are all coming, like, all at once. But with Lamb of God, you were like, well, I don't like that either because they had like 15 different bands. I liked how Lamb of God did it, though, because they actually said, like, if you're seeing a show between this date and this date, you're seeing this person. This date and this date, you're seeing this person. There was no, oh, you may see this person or you have to look at the little key to see what you're seeing. I mean, yes, I did like how Lamb of God did that, where it's like everything was spelled out. I didn't like how it was kind of cryptic. Of like, I have to hunt and peck what I'm what I'm gonna see at what show, and I have to do the work to be like, here's the three bands I care about. Let's find the corresponding show where these three bands are. But at the same time, those three bands may never be on the same bill. Yeah, because of how things work. I know, like it, it is frustrating. I don't, rem- I don't know. Like I never paid attention. I don't think this much, but I don't remember tours being this way i don't either and uh, where it's like the same people aren't touring together for the entire tour and a part of me is either it's a the tours are longer than they had been in the past i don't know if that's true 
I think no, the tours, I feel like they're shorter. I do too. I feel like they're like 30 days or 60 days where I feel like they used to tour all year. Right. I think they're like breaking up where it's like not fested this. And I feel like not fested it in a, actually in a good way this year where it was not fest part one, not fest part two or leg one, leg two, where it was leg one is boom, A and B. Two is X and Y. And it was always A and B and X and Y on those legs, right? Where this is, you have like one, one A, two, three, four, four A, five. You know, like you have different categories. Um, but like I said, like we love the openers. Like some of our favorite bands are not necessarily headliner, headlining bands. And you're not going to see them. Right. As a headliner. And sometimes the only way you're going to see these bands is as an opener. So not only when we see a show come around, do we look at the headliners? We also look at the openers and it's that cohesive bill for me and probably for you as well. Yeah. yeah. That gets us excited yeah. about, I mean, I'm excited for a show that's going to be here in Chicago because one of my favorite bands is going to be there. What shows that? Wait, Warren. A day to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I was like, I think I even came to your room and was like, You started like jumping. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, openers are like a big thing. Like, and I get really sad because we only get to see those openers for 30 minutes on one tour. So then when they're not there, it's very disappointing. And I, so, anyways, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead and say whatever you want to say about I was going to say, think of Raven Black. Yeah. That's another example, right? Where it's like, that's one of your favorite bands as yes. well. And not saying that their music's not good. I love their music. They're just not at the opening quality or opening point in their musical career yet. What do you mean? I don't think they necessarily have the catalog to support an opening act, to be an opening act. Oh, okay. But I mean, they open all the time. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Headlining act. Oh, okay. Headlining. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Headlining. Okay, I was like, we've only seen them as an opener. Yes, headlining. <laughs> so. Sorry, sorry. As an opener, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Their music is awesome. Their yeah. performance is fucking outstanding. We love to see these these amazing people. And that's another show, right? Static X. They were supposed to be there during COVID. That got canceled. That show got moved. But now that that show got moved... They're not going to be there. Not well, saying, we weren't going to see them anyways because they were done like March oh. 30th and our tickets were in April. So yeah. either way, we it was another one of those where like, oh, if you see them before this date, you're going to see these people. If you see them after this date, you're seeing these people. But the whole point I was trying to make is like we buy tickets for shows, not only for the headliners, but also for the openers. Yes. Yeah. And when you just, when it, it feels to us the last couple of times that the openers are just blatantly dropped because of scheduling conflicts yeah. or whatnot. Well, that's what both of them seem like the ghost and the, um, Iron Maiden, uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. The, both those tours, it seems like when the bill was put together, there wasn't this other conflict like ghost. We believe was Macedon got an opportunity to go to louder than life. Good for them. Great. Like, I'm glad that they went to Louder Than Life. But I think that scheduling conflict caused them to not be at one of their shows. So then we saw um, 
Carcass. 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 Yeah. So we got the opportunity to see Carcass. Which killed it. Yeah. I feel like they put on an awesome yeah. show. Yeah. And maybe Within Temptation was the same way and we just didn't get to see it. But then that goes back to fucking Kumas. I know. For I know. We don't, like, need a, we don't need to rehash that 45 minutes. Oh, it's uh, just a compounding like it was fuck up fuck this up whole fuck thing, up fuck up this whole thing was just count, compounding for the night and it was getting very frustrating by 8 45 but um so i mean yeah all of that to say no trivium yeah boo fucking who for me so and you and <laughs> maybe like for other people because... I think people knew the Trivium wasn't coming because I only saw Iron Man shirts. Yeah, I think we were the only fucking losers who didn't know <laughs> Trivium wasn't going to be but there. What I was basically saying is like, I don't even know if I finished that thought, but like the whole, they schedule a tour, but then bands have an opportunity to do another tour and they're like, or another opportunity. And then they're like, yeah, I'm going to take that opportunity. Like Trivium, of course, they're going to headline their own show. Yeah. So then, but I like your idea. From now on, when we buy tickets... We need to take a screenshot of the playbill and put it into our notes. Screenshot of the bill. Screenshot of the receipt. Because looking up these fucking prices and fees yeah, six months later 40 minutes today. is a goddamn ridiculous mess. Like, and maybe nobody cares. Maybe not. But maybe we do. But at the same time, looking up what we bought these GA tickets for, we, we scanned our tickets through the Ticketmaster app. But then you go to Ticketmaster and... View your receipt and it says you paid zero dollars. <laughs> we got free tickets. It's like, no, that's bullshit. We paid for these tickets somehow, and it took yeah, like you said, forty minutes to track down. Like going back through our credit card receipts. No, I went back through credit card receipts and emails. Oh, okay. I found it in the email, and then I had to find oh, really? that corresponding uh, date in our credit card. And it was we bought it through StubHub. Yes. So somehow we bought it through StubHub and StubHub instantly transferred it to Ticketmaster. Yeah. So like the receipt was in StubHub. Like it's so confusing. And I think it's. Well, I think the credit card was Ticketstar or something. Was it? Yeah. I know it was Ticketstar, but I thought that was for something else. Or Ticketstar or something. I don't know. Anyways. But anyway, it's like, it's, I think it's intentionally convoluted and difficult to look at this stuff because they want it that way. So you don't then go back and question like what happened. Like we said, like $145 for GA tickets on secondary market. We paid 144 for seats. And we paid more in fees the second time around. Like it's ridiculous. Um, anywho, we realized no trivium. We make peace with that. We missed the opener. I was a little very upset about like, are you shitting me? I only get to see Iron Maiden, which is a weird thing to say. It's like, I know. <laughs> it's like me going to Metallica and being like, what the fuck? I only get to see Metallica tonight. I don't, I don't get to see Greta Van Fleet tonight. Right. Fuck that. I want to see Greta Van Fleet. Right. Exactly. Sorry. Somebody probably liked him. I, not our cup of tea. <sighs> Yeah, that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah. But the point being. Yeah. The point being that. We're not used to going to shows and only seeing one band. Exactly. Unless we, I mean, the last time I think we did that was when we bought Disturbed's Evolution Tour. I guess the 40th for Metallica as well. 
Well, no, but there was the DJ. You did have DJ Lord come out, but at the same time, like, I had no anticipation of any opener whatsoever. I was just there for Metallica. And like you said, Disturbed, it was the release party. We're there for Disturbed. Right. We're there for this one once-in-a-lifetime event. To me, Legacy of the Beast, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is a a once-in-a-lifetime event. But at the same time, I was like, it's not that. Like, those are special, special shows. This being I Could Die Tomorrow isn't necessarily a special show. Yeah. 